Well, hello there. This is Peter Bergman with the Wednesday, November 9th, 2011 issue of Everything You Know Is Wrong, the Daily Radio Free Oz podcast. I'm feeling really good. Why? Because I'm a Buckeye, and Buckeye put a black eye on Governor Kasich. Governor Kasich, one of those rabid Republican governors that was swept in in 2010, thought like his cohort Walker in Wisconsin, that he could finally enact all those laws against all those people he's resented for ever so long. Public workers, unions, you know, everybody that doesn't have a lot of green in their pocket or a lot of power somehow behind them. So he and the Republican legislature put together this bill that stripped uh, collective bargaining rights from public employees and from unions. Bad idea. Ohio went to the polls today to decide whether that was a good idea or not, and they crushed it with 19% of the vote in, 67 don't like it, 37 say okay. Ohio's new collective bargaining law was defeated after an expensive union-backed campaign that pitted firefighters, police officers, and teachers against the Republican establishment. Boy, I sure in 2012 wouldn't want to be in Ohio fighting the firefighters, the police officers, and the teachers, and the Democratic Party. You know, if Obama takes Ohio, it's all over. In a political blow to GOP Governor John Kasich, voters handily rejected the law which would have limited the bargaining abilities of 350,000 unionized public workers. The repeal of Issue 2 is also a blow for Kasich, whose approval numbers have already been lousy this year. Republicans in a state who supported the measure will also have to carry the baggage of vouching for something that was overturned. And a well overturned. It was upside downed. And looking ahead to 2012, that's something that could potentially affect races at the federal level, as Democrats will surely blast Republicans who supported SB5 and cast its repeal as a rejection of the GOP agenda, which, indeed, it is. Hey, I grew up in Cleveland. That's Cuyahoga County. Things get tough around the polls, it appears. A voter in Cuyahoga County voting today was bitten in the nose by an election day rover. The alleged physical assault happening at the polling location outside Gloria Day of Evangelical Lutheran Church on Memphis Avenue in Brooklyn, which is a suburb of Cleveland. The victim, Greg Flanagan, went to Metro Health Medical Center for treatment. He called News Channel 5 as he was leaving the hospital to go home. It was not immediately clear Flanagan got the opportunity to vote. <laughs> he got bit on the nose. I think it's kind of hard if he got a big nose wound to vote. That's, uh, the Republicans will do anything to keep people from voting. Flanagan said the incident started when he saw a man arguing with a woman about signs she had outside the polling location. The man was claiming the woman's signs were too close, and Flanagan said the situation was combative. He said he stepped in to try and help the woman. Cuyahoga County Board of Elections confirmed that something did happen but did not provide specifics. Police are investigating, trying to find the rover, whom they identified as James Norm Williams. Williams reportedly fled the scene after the alleged bite. He has not been charged, but uh, they're naming him, okay? Now, he's a rover, right? That's his job. One of a rover's duties is to travel to various polling locations throughout Cuyahoga County to assess and assist with problems relating to the election process, according to the Board of Elections website. I don't think it's in his job description to bite potential voters. The Board's website lists the top 
personal characteristic of an Election Day rover as the ability to, quote, perform in a professional manner under stress when confronted with tight deadlines. They're going to have to put those Hannibal Lecter masks on uh, election rovers come 2012. Hey, their bite is just as strong as their bark. Welcome to the 99% store, where the masses huddle to get through the muddle. Today's special are these piss-proof umbrellas from Supply Side that keeps you high and dry when the rich trickle down on you. Too busy looking for that job that isn't there to make your own protest sign? We've got them all, including The Beginning is Near, Let My Children Go, To College, I Couldn't Afford a Politician So I Made This Sign, Hungry, Eat a Banker, I'll Believe Corporations Are People When Texas Executes One, and our Wall Street special, Jump, You Fuckers. Are you going nowhere fast? Get healthy behind it with a Paul Ryan Pathway to Prosperity treadmill. Mitt Romney says, half an hour in the morning on Paul's machine gives me the lower body strength for another day of flip-flopping and backpedaling. Occupying Wall Street? Don't join the march without a pack of slimy bastard spotting cards, including mugshots of Lloyd Blankfein, Jamie Dimon, John Paulson, Vikram Pandit, Larry Summers, Tim Geithner, and his dishonor, Michael Bloomberg. Remember, you can't diss him and hiss him if you miss him. And here's a bargain for all you living the unemployed lifestyle. It's the 2012 edition of the Great American Get Back to Work Kit that includes job applications for patty flipping at McDonald's and chicken flicking at Tyson's, a commemorative album for your food stamps, rose-colored night goggles that help you see the light at the end of the tunnel, a wetsuit for double dipping and dumpster diving, and a rainproof begging bowl. It's all at the 99% store, the home away from home for the soon-to-be homeless. And the list just keeps growing. Well, at least the list just keeps showing another of Herman Cain's alleged sexual harassment victims has come out of the closet. Karen Kraushaar, one of the two women who settled sexual harassment claims against Herman Cain, spoke to the New York Times for the first time about her allegations. I think it's five altogether. Four more and it'll be 999. Well, you know, the 999 thing comes from the fact that he, to him, you know, no means yes. In other words, he doesn't know nothing but 999 for all I. Kraushaar said that she was upset that her name had been leaked into some press reports, but she said that she had decided to speak out now that her identity was publicly known. She said... When you are being sexually harassed in the workplace, you are extremely vulnerable. You do whatever you can to quickly get yourself into a job in some safe place, and that is what I thought I'd achieved when I left. She added that she had been warming to the idea of a joint press conference where all of the women would be together with our attorneys and all of this evidence would be considered together. Oh my, my, what a show. Oh, Herman is squirming. Kane! You thought he was just a con man clown who was using his run for the presidency as a means of selling his books and raising his lecture fees. You were wrong. He's a lot more. He's a corporate coxman. Kane! Herminator the Sperminator. He's the harasser, the badasser, and the ladies love it, except for a couple of uptight livers who can't take a poke or a joke. Kane! 
there's a whole bunch of honeys out there who couldn't say no when the godfather invited them up to his suite to look at his 999 cane. So if you want a flip-flopping, backpedaling bitch, then vote for Mitt the Mormon. If you want a pompous, pathetic, pussy-whip professor, then go for the newt. But if you want a real man who's not afraid to put his Johnson on the line, then your only choice is Kane! I'm Herman Kane, and I approve this ad. Hell, it gets me hot. Hmm. What about that cutie down at headquarters? Rarely do I read anything in the news that makes me envious, but I'm envious of the Occupy Wall Street contingent that's going to walk from Manhattan to Washington, D.C., picking up people along the way for an hour, a day, whatever. A small group of activists plans to leave Manhattan's Zuccotti Park at noon today and arrive by the November 23rd deadline for a congressional committee to decide whether to keep President Barack Obama's extension of Bush-era tax cuts. Protesters say the cuts benefit only rich Americans. Yeah? The announcement came the same day that David Crosby and Graham Nash of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young planned an acoustic performance in the park for supporters and passers-by. I know both these dudes. They've both done wonderful work. David uh, is a very generous man. Graham Nash is as sweet as they come. I'm so glad to see that they're getting involved. Kelly Brannon is organizing the 240-mile march through New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Maryland with a core group of a dozen activists picking up other members along the way. Even if for a day or only an hour, they say, Occupy the Highway as it has been dubbed, will start from the Manhattan Park where the first Occupy encampment was set up with a ferry ride across the Hudson River from West 34th Street to Elizabeth, New Jersey. Brannon likened the effort to the long-distance marches led by the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. during the Civil Rights era. I mean, I'm not comparing us to Martin Luther King, said Brannon of Queens, referring to three marches King led in 1965 from Selma, Alabama, to the state capitol in Montgomery. Those marches ranged in size from 600 to 8,000 people. Quote, that's the premise Occupy is taking to the road. The historic relevance of such long-distance marches for social causes, Brennan said. They'll overnight by camping or at volunteered accommodations, she said. They are joining Occupy D.C. protesters in McPherson Square the evening of November 22nd, then walk to the Capitol and the White House the next day. I think there's going to be a lot of people there. The Joint Select Committee on Deficit Reduction must decide by November 23rd to cut $1.2 trillion from the deficit. The tax issue is only one bitter bone of contention among politicians, but it's the top issue for the Occupy activists heading to Washington. And many, many people in America, I think more than 50%, think that the Bush tax cuts only help the rich and they ought to be done away with. The march is being funded with an initial $3,000 approved at Occupy Wall Street's General Assembly, a daily gathering of protesters to make decisions. The money comes from donations of at least a half million dollars sent to the New York movement by supporters. The marchers expect to get more support of both money and supplies along the way, an average of about 20 miles a day from 9 to 5, walking on highway shoulders when it's allowed or on local roads. They'll hold nightly discussions along the lines of their general assemblies at 7 every night, where they are as they pass through cities with an Occupy presence, such as Philadelphia and Baltimore, as well as towns and rural communities not yet involved. 
Oh man, good idea, sore feet, happy people. I am with you. Clip, clop, clip, clop. See you all tomorrow.